Good evening, everyone. Uh, I suppose a uh, happy fourth for us. Uh, hopefully we'll have that same feeling this evening when the fireworks are going off until three in the morning. <laughs> Friends, the, our gospel today puts forth um, two virtues uh, very close to the heart of Christ, gentleness and humility. And um, Jesus says, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart. And um, it does seem, unfortunately, that these two virtues are not prized or even uh, held in great esteem anymore. Uh, they are often despised, uh, being confused or equated with weakness and uh, lacking uh, a backbone by people who might uh, think highly of these and or being unable and unwilling to stand up for one's rights. Aggressiveness and uh, self-righteousness and uh, uh, self-assertiveness in the wrong way is prized more and often gets promoted and is glamorized uh, just about in every social media now uh, that is available to humankind. And as a consequence, in part, I believe, uh, because of this, violence is rampant in our neighborhoods and on our streets, and, uh, um, and it is seeped into every aspect of our society. My friends, the world in general, but I'll speak about our country. Uh, we ignore Jesus' teaching on this matter uh, with great peril. And for uh, clarification, when Jesus says, what God has hidden from the learned and clever, he has revealed to little ones. And by learned and clever, Jesus was referring to a particular group of people. He was referring to the Pharisees and the scribes uh, who were very smug in their time. And in, uh, they were smug because they felt they knew everything that there was to know about Scripture and about the law. And they felt they had nothing to learn more about God, and they certainly didn't need any, any more information from this carpenter's son, this Jesus, the poor man. They who thought they knew all about God and his revelation failed to recognize his son. They failed to recognize the anointed one that they had been waiting for for hundreds and hundreds of years. And by little ones, uh, Jesus was not referring literally to toddlers, <laughs> uh, but to those who would be childlike in the sense that their willingness to trust God, the way a little one trusts their mom and dad. For such as these would be open and willing to learn from those who could help them in their quest for God. Another theme Jesus spoke of is that of a yoke. And Marin's yoke in the Old Testament was a symbol for uh, the law and uh, uh, in the sense of the Mosaic law and the precepts of God uh, made known through revelation. The Pharisees and scribes uh, had added hundreds of man-made uh, laws on top of what God had spoken. And they maintained also um, 
that they these man-made laws, and Jesus addresses it with them in the Gospels, had to be kept perfectly and in their entirety. To fail in one of the least of these man-made precepts uh, meant to fail to keep the law in its entirety, which they uh, proclaim was essential for salvation. And uh, that's why St. Paul spoke so harshly against it all the time, because it was just a misunderstanding. It was a misunderstanding, but a misunderstanding that uh, had um, great uh, implications to it. And my friends, uh, you probably heard me because I, I go on and on about it. Uh, there were 613 man-made laws added to what uh, God had done. And that's fine. Moses did this. And we have to always understand why he did it um, and then how it got out of hand when it came to the Pharisees and scribes of the time. But there were 613 precepts um, that people had to abide by. And most people of Jesus' time felt overwhelmed by them. Uh, and considered them to be an impossible burden. And uh, they couldn't even remember all of them. <laughs> so I can't even remember all of them. I'm going to keep them. And uh, it became such a burden to them. And they simply gave up. And this is what Jesus meant when he complained that the scribes and Pharisees had placed heavy burdens on others' shoulders that were impossible to carry. You can go to Matthew 23, line 4, Luke 11:46 to hear Jesus address this. By way of contrast, Jesus says, his yoke is easy, his burden is light. And uh, Jesus had earlier taken all the precepts of the Old Testament law and summed them up into two. Love of God and love of neighbor. He didn't do away with the old law. He just said, here, if you really want to understand, do this. Love God. Now, he would, before he leaves the earth, he would make it very difficult for us in the sense that he said, now I tell you not to love others as you love yourself. As I have loved you my followers will do this for others. Wow. That's what he did <laughs> out of love. Just what I'm saying. He made it really hard, um, my friends. But um, this is what he said God expected of those who would follow him. Those who accept the yoke of Jesus in the sense of the commandment and the ways of Jesus um, would indeed have fullness of life. And uh, indeed, they would be happy, for they would be fulfilling their nature and destiny is what, uh, when you really study, this is what Jesus would get at very cleverly. Yoke, um, in its literal sense, however, uh, is a wood harness for those who are ranchers and stuff. Uh, it's a wood harness that's put over on the shoulders of oxen and, or beasts of burden. Uh, that allows them or enables them, if you will, to pull a cart or a plow. Um, my understanding is these uh, yokes uh, were carefully fitted. Uh, so uh, they weren't, you just didn't go to Home Depot and get one <laughs> and put it on. Uh, it was fitted differently. And uh, it, was, uh, it did so because it would help the animal 
uh, if you will, is that uh, the animal would be less hurt by its pulling, uh, which often caused it to become crippled and uh, eventually would lead to its early death. So that Jesus uses this image of the yoke. Um, the image of the yoke that Jesus uses, therefore, is a very beautiful reminder that the yoke of Jesus assigned to each of us uh, in life is specially fitted or tailored, if you will, for us by God to fit each one of your circumstances. There's a law, absolutely, but then he says, but follow me, put my yoke upon you. We have this loving Father in heaven who always apportions his grace to fit the condition. I believe this is what Jesus was getting at eventually with this uh, analogy. And my friends, then, by way of contrast to the Pharisees who had do as I say, not as I do mentality, um, Jesus was do as I do sort of uh, mentality. And he tells us simply, learn from me. We should be grateful we have a God who doesn't ask the impossible, although it does feel like it. Sometimes it feels like, oh, my goodness, Jesus is asking me to walk on water, <laughs> which is impossible for humans, but not for God. Uh, but um, we do have a God who doesn't ask what he himself has not done before us, and meaning Jesus. He did it. And then he said, now follow, follow me. Do the same thing as I have done. He has gone before us and he has shown us the way. And he is the way. And he alone is the truth. And he alone is the life. And we only have to model our life and our love on his. John 14, 4 through 7. Confident of his ever-present help and his grace always uh, that comes, um, which will lead us uh, to be happy one day with him forever in heaven. When joined to him, our yoke is easy and our burden truly will be light. But we must come to him. And for that, we must trust him. And uh, we must learn from him. We need uh, to be gentle and humble of heart, and that includes spirit. Uh, my friends, the, the latter part of the gospel reading, in particular for, uh, for me as a priest, um, makes my life, on the one hand, very simple, <laughs> um, because I need only be obedient uh, to the rightful authority of the church in my area, that is the archbishop. I don't have to like what he says. I just have to do it. <laughs> I, and I, I'm not saying I don't have any arguments with him. Uh, I'm just saying uh, when Jesus said this, I don't have to, by being obedient to his apostle, which is the archbishop, meaning I'm obedient to Christ himself, um, it lifts the burden. I don't have to think about it. I, don't, I just do it. And uh, this would be true for you. That's why Jesus says, you will find uh, your burden lightened. I don't have to, 
I don't have to fight about it, and I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> no, if I could just get the leaders of the world <laughs> to do the same, if the leaders of the world would just look at Christ and his ways. We are Christians. They don't even have to become Christian. All they have to do is look at him to see his example and his ways. And the world would change if they would understand his words and apply it to themselves and to the way they govern. But this would be true of every person. If they would follow his ways, no more competition, no more revenge. The hatred goes away. You see, what are you going to do? <laughs> so we do our best with this, huh? And we continue asking the Lord to fill uh, this world with peace. But uh, as our country celebrates its Independence Day, we ask God to fill this country again with peace, with understanding, with civility, with rule, rules, and for us to follow them. And there to be unity. Hmm? That's what we pray for. I, I hope that you have a, a wonderful celebration of Independence Day, remembering what it is we are celebrating and to try and reach again for that, for that.